In the name of Jesus, amen. Faith Lutheran Church. According to the the white pages, there are six faith Lutheran churches in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Some states, you might guess where they are, the Midwest, things like that, there's 30 or 40 faith Lutheran churches. In fact, I would bet, I'd bet that in the United States right now, either in person or online, there are some 500 to 1,000 faith Lutheran churches gathering for worship. They have names like People of Faith, uh, Journey of Faith, too, not just Faith Lutheran, or Family of Faith, or Seeds of Faith, which has a picture on their website of a book with a tree kind of growing out of it, which is kind of a neat, a neat symbol. There's Mountain of Faith Lutheran Church in the Rockies of Utah. There's Island of Faith Lutheran Church on Wrangell Island in Alaska. Outside of Lutheran ranks, you get churches with fun names. You can find all this stuff online like Inspiration Faith or Kingdom of Faith or Heritage of Faith. Or perhaps my favorite, because it sounds like they might have an in-house roller coaster, Adventure in Faith Church. That's 150 miles southwest of here in Martinsville. I'm sure there's lots of other spins uh, and church nomenclature on the, the faith or something of faith or about faith, if you were to spend some time looking. But one spin, one spin that I'm almost certain you wouldn't find, but you never know. One spin, I'm pretty sure at least you will not find, is a church called Little Faith Lutheran Church. Or even outside the Lutheran rank, Little Faith Church. And I say that's a shame. I say that's a shame because, as I may have mentioned before, if Jesus, if our Lord himself were heading up a a church naming committee, he may very well have chosen Little Faith Church for the name to put out in front of the building where his followers gathered to hear his word and receive his meal. And I say that because Little Faith, you see, as in ye of Little Faith, was just about Jesus' favorite nickname for the first twelve that he gathered around himself to hear his word and receive his meal. We've got an instance of it, of course, right there in the middle of our gospel lesson for today. You know the story. Out on the boat, the disciples are, wind and waves against them. Jesus comes out. They think it's a ghost. Peter realizes that it's not a ghost, but it's a Jesus. Jesus says, come. Peter walks out on the water, does such a good job, shows his great big faith. That is, until he takes his eyes off of Jesus sees the wind and the waves, begins to doubt, cries out. Jesus immediately grabs him, reaches down and grabs him, and says, O ye of little faith, why do you doubt? Now, in, in hearing that in our, in our gospel lesson, you, you might think that kind of sounds more like a, a rebuke. Um, so maybe not the best thing you want to put on, their, on your, your church sign, like Jesus is saying, Peter! Come on, Peter, get some big faith. If you had a bigger faith, then you wouldn't sink. Maybe like that Canaanite woman. Remember her? Or maybe that happens next week. <laughs> Remember that? Have a great big faith. And then you wouldn't sink so much. You could walk in the water. And if you think it's a rebuke like that, well, you might be right. 
But there might be more. There might be more to Jesus, O you of little faith, and in that more, in fact, might even be a reason for thinking about putting Little Faith Church on a sign somewhere. First, you, the, the O ye of little faith that, that comes in our, our English translations, it actually uh, translates just a single word in Greek. And as far as I could tell, it's a word that Jesus made up. <laughs> he took two very common words, the word for little and the word for faith, and he sandwiched them together into one word that means little faith. There's no O ye of that gives it that scolding ring that we have in our, in our English. It more sounds to me like a nickname kind of thing. Like Jesus said, uh, little faiths, or maybe we'd say, uh, hey, uh, hey, tiny trust. <laughs> How come it's, you're always doubting me? If we had more time, and maybe you can on your own, you can look up at the other places where Jesus uses this nickname, what I'm calling a nickname anyway, and you'll see that in those contexts too, it doesn't have any of this kind of scolding, angry feel that you might expect from a, oh ye of little faith, why dost thou doubt? It more sounds like he's poking a little fun. Come on, guys. Jesus having a little fun at their expense. So nicknames work, right? I don't know if you've had a nickname. I could only remember having one nickname in my life. It was in high school, on my high school football team, and my nickname was Floppy. Um, I got that name um, because I had this habit. I would say it was because of my uh, uncontrollable intensity but maybe it wasn't that. I had this habit of after the play was over, playing on defense and the whistle would blow, I would come flying in kind of a WWF style and flop onto the pile <laughs> after the guy was already tackled. So we'd watch the film on Monday and you'd see number 71, my number, come flying from screen left onto a play that was already off, piling on, and I'd get a chuckle at it. They'd say, here comes Floppy. And it was only part, it was partially uh, poking fun, but then a little bit of shaking head because there was almost always a flag. It would go up as well, 15 yards, unnecessary roughness or, or something like that. But it was my nickname. And you can see how a nickname works like that. A little bit of maybe uh, a tiny bit of rebuke, but a whole bunch of kind of poking fun. So what happens? What happens when we hear Jesus' words that way? Instead of this stern, furled brow, O ye of little faith. Instead of that, more Jesus uh, shaking his head at a scared, wet Peter. Maybe the smirk on his face, the kind of smirk that a, a mother might have looking at her, her goofball kid goofing up once again. If we let Jesus have a little bit of a sense of humor, so that he comes to, to Peter sinking like a rock and says, Oh, tiny trust, <laughs> when are you ever going to learn? And I say that because I wonder if you see Jesus like that, it might give you a little different picture of our Lord. And it might give you a different picture of faith. So that Jesus goes from this, this, uh, this guy going around chastising folks, chastising you for not having enough faith. He becomes rather someone who rather seems to enjoy taking the little faith you have maybe poking a little fun at its teensiness, and then nonetheless doing great things with whatever you have. Even if you don't, even if you don't buy my nickname bit here and you still think it's a, a bit of a rebuke, there's no denying that in the gospel stories, Jesus sure seems to be a lot more at home 
with the little faith, tiny trusts, than he does with the big faiths. I think we'll hear in a couple weeks of that Canaanite woman who comes to Jesus. You know this story too, with her dogged persistence in the face of, of great pain and rebuke, and yet stitched with Jesus. Jesus says, great is your faith. And after that, and he heals her, what does he do? He sends her home. Or a little before that, there's a story of a, a centurion who comes to Jesus, who again presses Jesus, presses Jesus, who, who exerts this, this great faith, who says, Lord, only speak the word. You don't even need to come to my house. Just speak the word, and I will be healed. Jesus says, I have never seen such a faith like this. And what does he say to him? Go home. Whom does he call? The tiny trust to follow. Into whose hands does he choose to hand over his kingdom, the fickle faiths? It's as if Jesus is saying, it is not about big faith or little faith. It's about me. It's about me grabbing on to those who without me would sink like lead anchors to the bottom of the sea and saying, oh, tiny trust, I have great things in store for you and your little faith. In fact, it's not as if Jesus is saying that. It's absolutely certain that Jesus is saying that. (laughs) For all Jesus' talk about these tiny trusts and little faith, his favorite nickname, I could not find one instance where Jesus gives any instructions to his disciples of what they're supposed to do to make their little faith into a big faith. It's almost as if Jesus sees faith uh, like akin to some sort of physical characteristic that you can't do anything about. You got it or you don't. Uh, and you're, you're impressed when you, when you see it. And so like uh, uh, several months ago, I guess it was pre-quarantine, I'm in the downtown mall, and there comes Jay Huff, you know, center for UVA, seven feet, one inches tall. You're walking down the mall towards me with his girlfriend, who's probably like 5'5", five, five, so he looks like this giant. You say, wow, that is a big man. <laughs> I wonder if Jesus is the same way when he comes across a big faith. He says, holy cow. There is someone with a faith to the sky. Would you look at that? But most of the time, most of his ministry, he hangs out with the tiny trusts, with the spiritually diminutive, like sinking Peter, even poking fun at their little faith. And I find that tremendously comforting. And I hope you do too. Tiny trusts like Peter... And like you and me, find it tremendously comforting, tremendously freeing even to be relieved of the burden of making a little faith into a big faith. Sure, when we come across the the, the giants of faith, the kings of conviction, the titans of trust, who just never seem to waver, who see everything so clearly, who will charge into any storm across any sea with eyes fixed firmly and forever on Jesus and his promises, we can say that and look and, wow, what a work of God she is. What a wonderful work of the Lord that faith is. And we can say, thanks be to God. But then, when we look at our own up and down, fickle faith, at our own waxing and waning witness, at our own sinking hearts, at our own difficulties in holding on to and living by God's promises, we can look at all that instead of being struck with guilt, or at least not only being struck with guilt, instead of being struck by guilt over what we're not, we can be struck with the even greater awe 
that just like Jesus started off his reign with a bunch of tiny trust disciples, he has chosen to keep transforming the world he created with little faiths like you and me. To be simply awestruck by the realization that just like when drowning, it wasn't Peter's faith that saved Peter, but it was Jesus who saved Peter. To be awestruck that it is not your faith, whether big or small, that saves you. But it's Jesus who saves you. Not your titanic trust, but his gigantic grace that makes you his now and forever. Not your great faith, but his greater faithfulness. The faithfulness that went all the way to the cross and the grave and hell and back again to reach out and grab you and to hold on to you forever. So, the sign up front of our church says Emmanuel. <laughs> and that's a very good name for a church. And we have a very nice sign and a long history with that, so we're going to go ahead and keep it. <laughs> but if we were going to start over again, new church name, new sign, and I wanted to give passers-by a reason to take, to take a, a second look. We might call ourselves Little Faith Lutheran Church. A bunch of tiny trusts, cherished, grabbed onto, pulled out of the waves. Tiny trusts, cherished by a greater God. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.